Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. This week, we got a special episode for you all. We're bringing you two books from the Pokemon series. And uh, just a quick reminder, we are an E for Explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Hello, everybody. Guess who does not have COVID? Yay, he's pure. He's pure again. I can breathe, kind of. Can you fight? Fight to live another day. All right, good for you. COVID-free Austin's here with us today, and also COVID-free Alex is here with us today, hopefully. Yes, I, well, I hope so. I believe so. I have no symptoms or any reason to suspect that, so that's my assumption. Good deal. I think the only thing going on with me is allergies. It's allergy season. Oh, gross. Oh, no. Does is anyone else getting allergies? I'm getting allergies. No, Not mine yet. aren't until the summer. You get summer allergies? Okay. Yeah, I do. Like all the ragweed. The ragweed. Yeah. <laughs> I get that end of summer, like spring tries to give us a little glimpse of itself, allergies. So that's what I got going on today. But luckily, modern medicine has gave me, given me the ability to not feel it. Very happy to hear that. Super Bowl Sunday. Indeed. It is Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Go team. I am worried. You worried? <laughs> About what? Last two Super Bowl Sundays. Oh. <laughs> both of them. Bully required hospitalization. Oh my god, what are you doing to this poor dog? I don't know, but <laughs> last year he wasn't even the only one who needed hospitalization. Someone else did too, and it was kind of like, like a cause and effect of disasters. <laughs> what the heck happened? Austin? He partied too hard? Is that, <laughs> yeah, got too rumbled? Well, one year his lung collapsed. And <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it was really stressful. Um, I'm going to the fucking hospital, dog hospital at 3 in the morning. So, knock on wood, I don't have to do anything crazy today, but I'm going to be, like, ready for it. Like, I'm prepared. You're on high alert. I am. We're on red. Do you have your, like, go bag to take with you in an emergency? <laughs> I'm not that ready. Emotionally ready. I'll bring a book. Okay. Okay. Question, who is in the Super Bowl this year? The Eagles. Okay, we got one. Where, what city do they represent? Philly cheesesteak. Philly cheesesteak, right? The city of Philadelphia. Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. <laughs> brotherly love. That's right. <laughs> and we got the Chiefs, Austin. Who do they? What city are they? Kansas City. Yep. Okay, Kansas City. Okay. Yay. <laughs> Austin and I, Alex, while you, we were computer was restarting, we were talking about like I'm gonna name cities and have Austin uh-huh. try to guess the name. All right, let's of the do it. team. Let's go. You want to do it? Okay. okay. Oh my god. I, I got Sports Tampa trivia. Bay. I got Buccaneers. Yeah, he got, got Buccaneers. Okay. Austin, okay. you can chime in, or Alex, you can chime in too, okay? Jackson, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Jacksonville. It's alliteration. It's not no, it's not Dolphins. It's Jacksonville a, Jaguars. Jaguars. All right. Okay. You got Dolphins. What city are they? Miami. Miami. Okay. This is going to be an easy one. Texans. Alamos. <laughs> of course. Are they? Make them it? major. No, no. Texans. It's That's the name of the team. Oh, okay. shit. I you said Texas. <laughs> no, Texas. Sorry. I thought so, too. Yeah. T- sorry. Texans is the name of the team. Oh, sorry. What city? Houston. Houston. Austin. There you go. No, Houston. You got it. Okay. You got it. Okay. We're going to go broader here. Okay. This is a whole okay. state. Okay. We have the Cardinals. Oh, shit. Shit, shit, shit. 
The Cardinals? Shit. Shit. Think state Shit. out west. Out west? Oh, I was wrong. I was thinking northeast. They were. Oh, they moved? Okay. Like the no, baseball no team. Wonder. They had a baseball team that was up there called the same thing. Okay, west. Oregon. No, a little lower. <laughs> California? <laughs> a little, little bit lower and, and to the right. No, you're, no, 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 no. Don't go lower. Arizona? Don't go lower. Yeah, Arizona? Arizona. Yay. Woohoo. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob quizzes us on sports, and we do as well as can be predicted. This is the podcast. Yeah, the whole podcast. Do you guys want to keep going, or is that good? You guys had your field. A couple more. A couple more. Okay, I, this one. I want to get one right. This one, I think, is going to be pretty good. Okay, I'm going to name the team. You name where they're from, and then I'm going to provide a fun fact, actually, about this team. Okay? Okay. okay. We have the Jets. Oh, my gosh. Joan. <laughs> City. Oh. They represent, like, it's a state, too. Okay, a city and a state? Well, think of it as a state. The state actually goes before DC? the Jets. No, 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 no. It's a state, not Sharks. a... Sharks. Sharks. Jets. Jets. Sorry. Y- yes, we know the reference to West Side Story. Thank, Thank big, you, okay, Big state up north. I say that all the time. <laughs> big Wait, state what? up north. Big state up north. Yeah. New York. New York. There you go. New York. New York. Now, if I remember correctly, the actual thing is the Jets... Something like the state of New York owns them, but they actually play in New Jersey. Oh. Or something like that. There's like some weird thing. They share a stadium with a team in New Jersey, but they're called New York. It's weird. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Is that like a can't, there's two Kansas cities kind of thing? Yeah. Kind of like that. Weird. Oh, I'm trying to think of one more. One more you never get. What about Los Angeles? 49ers? Not. 49ers. That's close. You're thinking the Rams? Rams. There you go. The Rams. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> wow, Austin, you know more about sports than yeah. I would have guessed. I really don't. He's hustling oh, us here. You got that. Yeah. All right, last one. Okay. Okay. The Cleveland Browns. Browns. Jeez, I might have thought that was going to be harder. That was good. Cleveland Browns. Austin, no, you know your football, Austin. I really don't, as you can tell. <laughs> As you can tell, he says, as he just gets all of them. Yeah, for I real. I got like half of them. All right. That was a fun game. That was a fun game. But you know also sounds fun is uh, your weeks. Alex, what'd you do this week? Okay. I finished, well, sort of. I finished God of War Ragnarok. Oh. The main story. Overall, I would say phenomenal game. Really enjoyed it. Kind of underwhelmed, if I'm being honest about the ending, though. Some major stuff happens, and then you're kind of like, at the end, you're sort of like, oh that that's it like there was some unanswered questions and i was like oh okay okay we're i guess we're done now (laughs) kind of an abrupt ending sort of i mean it kind of feels like there needs to be more you know like a dlc even though they said that those are the only two games like in that norse saga i'm like okay well there needs to be something i feel like we got left hanging at the end but that sounds more like dlc than sequel then yeah i'm Mm -hmm. anticipating that i mean i feel like there should be, but even DLC wouldn't answer some of the things that happened at the end. Like, obviously, you have the culmination of like the really big battle at the end, and I won't spoil anything. But you know, there's a major entity at the end that just sort of like disappears, and I'm like, what? What happened? What? And so, yeah. Surtur, is it Surtur? How did you know that? Because I know Marvel Norse mythology, but not oh. actual Norse mythology. Okay, so there's some crossover there. Sorry, spoiler alert. What was the name again, Austin? Surtur. Surtur, okay. I guess it's not really a spoiler. I mean, I guess it sort of is, but... I mean, it's, it's thousands of years old. Whatever. Yeah, it's Norse mythology. Anyway, overall good game, but questions at the end. You didn't get closure, sounds like. Eh, yes and no. Yeah. 
But yes, overall a good game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And that was it. What else did I do? Anything else not related to video games for once? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All right. So a little disappointed on the ending. Gameplay was good though, right? Yes. Okay. Excellent. So good gameplay. Ending's a little Austin, what's up with you? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Oh, Austin, <sighs> you did. Oh, you have to tell what happened yesterday. Come on. I want to tell a story of Alex. Okay, so Alex. <laughs> oh, shit. It's on the phone. Her favorite video game of all time, Gauntlet Dark Legends. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. Eat. Put the brakes on. It's not my favorite video game of all time. It well, was... when I said I didn't know what Gauntlet Dark Legends was. Alex Legacy. Said, whatever. I, whatever it is. <laughs> She said, how do you not know what Gauntlet Dark Legacy is? Jacob, do you know what it is? Is it, This is a Gauntlet game? Okay, apparently I'm the only idiot in the world who doesn't know Gauntlet. Gauntlet's amazing. I, I don't know. Oh my god. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you. Okay, Gauntlet. I, I don't know if this is that one, Alex. I don't know the names, the subtitles of each one, but I went to a bar one time that had a Gauntlet game set up, and I played that for like hours upon hours with like it had random to be dark people. legacy is that the one that's a cabinet okay so originally it, it's a midway games arcade game that was released in 1999 yep i thought this was just common knowledge because it's kind of a retro game typical fantasy rpg co-op type of experience and austin's like what the fuck is that you crazy person i have no idea what you're saying so i was like austin i have to have you experience this so yesterday I went over, brought it with me, the version for the GameCube. Austin hated it from the minute he laid eyes on it. I sure did press the A button a lot. Oh yeah. my god. Austin, you did not like this game? No, not at all. We played three levels and that was it. Oh my gosh. I, I don't care for that generation of video games, actually. The polygonal early 3D of it all. So that may <laughs> have been why. Okay. That was like the grandfather of video games. That's how it all started. No, I don't like that generation. I don't like N64. I don't like PlayStation 1 stuff. Oh my... All right. Mm. I feel like this is the first we're hearing of this. It I, it's an ugly aesthetic, I'm sorry to say. This is why, Alex, we enjoyed our childhoods and Austin didn't. When we, were, we had those flashback moments when Alex and I were like, oh yeah, that was great. And Austin's like, that was shit. Because <laughs> of really, Gauntlet. It was a Gauntlet. Okay, next time we come <laughs> hang out with you guys, Jacob, I'm going to bring Gauntlet. I'll bring the GameCube or whatever. We can play it. Leslie, I don't know. Maybe she'll enjoy it as well. She has a GameCube. Oh, good. So I don't have to bring mm. the whole thing. I guess, I don't know. We're not trying to force you, Austin, but I thought I'd expose you to something new and fun. And it was a multiplayer thing. And understandably, you didn't like it. So then we ended up playing Pokemon Stadium 2. At your request. Which is amazing. And I don't know why we didn't do it sooner. And also Mario Party. Also at your request. You say that like it's a bad thing. All Those good are fun games. games. All good games. <laughs> we played Russian Roulette Pokemon Stadium, actually. It was really fun. We closed our eyes and picked random rental Pokemon and then had to go into battle. And I picked a Weedle. Fuck yeah, Weedle. Fun, yeah. Sad. But my Apom kicked your ass. Okay, moving on. Jacob, <laughs> yes. how was your week? Oh, and I got Alex, did you play the one for 64, the gauntlet for 64? No, I never did. That was my exposure to when it. When I Googled it, that's what they said to play. Yeah, that was my exposure to it. And that was like, you have your buddies come over. That was the game that you played. Oh my gosh, I just remembered another game that unlocked a memory for me. Go ahead and I'll come back to it. Okay, I'd never heard of Gauntlet. Alex has never heard of Perfect Dark. Oh, no, Perfect Dark? Oh my, Perfect Dark's amazing too. That's Which of those one. two is a bigger deal? Godly, they're two different kind of games, but Perfect Dark is more probably more special 
because that was it. Like, you got Perfect Dark. That was a game that, like, probably less widely known. So when you met someone who had played Perfect Dark and understood it, okay. it was more of like a precious moment, <laughs> I guess you would call it. So a bit more underground. Underground, yeah. That's the only, like, I would met, meet, few, everybody heard of Goldeneye, and everybody was, like, right. a huge Goldeneye fan. But then Perfect Dark was kind of like the secret, more mature Goldeneye that had, like, a more complex story. I can't believe I've Alex never heard, never heard of. I can't believe that. That was a that was a banger for the sixty four for sure. They're bringing it back too, so you can do that. Well, see, I never had Nintendo like growing up. I didn't have like the N sixty four or any of that, so I missed out a lot on a lot of those early games. Well, we're on a Nintendo podcast. Okay, I remembered the game. I I suddenly had a memory. That was released in 2002. You guys, also, you're going to laugh at me. You're be like, what the fuck is that? Nobody in this world has heard of this game. Prism. Prism. Chapter 1. The Dark Unicorn. Surprisingly, it got a 7, according to IGN. That's not really awful. Gauntlet Dark Legacy got a 4.8. So it's it's better than <laughs> that. <laughs> That's a biased, yeah. a biased poll. And as far as I know, this is Prism Chapter 1. I don't think there was any other chapters. I think this was the only one. But you play as a unicorn and a troll, and you have to fight your way through a fantastic realm of fantasy creatures. Oh my gosh, I just so regret selling all of these weird games that I had as a kid. Because you'll never find them again. I'll never no. find them again. Oh, what is wrong with me? I can't believe I did that. Jacob, how was your week? It was good. It was good. I'm on a, I'll keep the video game trend going here. Um, <laughs> there was a remake released this week. And it's like a franchise I'm obsessed with that I've never played before. I've never I've always watched people play it. I never like can play it myself though, and that is Dead Space. Dead Space. Yeah, the remake came out this week and apparently it's really good and I'm always like, should I play this? But survival horror is just not my thing. <laughs> like No? No, not at all. Kind of surprised to to learn that. I feel like you would be all about that. I don't it's jump stuff gets me and I'm like <laughs> I'm watching people play this game and I can, feel my own anxiety building like something gonna pop out there something gonna pop out there i knew i'd be a wreck like i'll be pausing the game every five minutes just like the uncertainty of it so what do you feel about the last of us have you ever played that game yeah i know yeah i've never played it but i've seen someone play it and know like the story of it and everything with it okay i asked that just because you know obviously the show is out and there's all this big hype uh surrounding it again and i feel like i need to play it Turns out both Alex and I own it, and neither of us have ever played it. Oh my, oh my gosh. But now they have, like, a whole remastered... So I don't know what version I have. I think I have the remastered version. But then they do have the re-remastered version. The Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2. Oh, yeah. Five. Yeah. I don't have that. That could be our first Let's, pl- let's Play for the Out of the Drawing Man. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> That'd be pretty it rough. Be. That or Pokemon Stadium 2 minigames. Ooh. It was so fun, Austin. The Chansey Egg Roll game, the Scyther Woodchop. I'm the Woodchop. master of Chansey Egg Roll game. Austin missed like three. I missed like a bunch. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? My reflexes are not like they were used to be. I'd have to play it. I don't know what that game, what that is like. You never played it? I never played. I didn't play any of the Pokemon stadiums. You played Perfect Dark and you didn't play Pokemon Stadium 2? How dare you? They weren't on the same aisle in Blockbuster. That's why. Oh, don't. Well, they, were, <laughs> they should be. P-E-P-O. No, they rated them by like E or M. My Blockbuster had the adult only section. Oh my God. Behind the beaded curtain. Yeah, behind the beaded curtain to go re- rent Perfect Dark. I had to sneak back there and grab it real quick and 
I knew the guy who checked him out, Trevor. He would be nice and lend it to me, even though I wasn't 18. So. Oh, Jacob, you're making me all nostalgic for Hollywood video <laughs> and, and Blockbuster in those days of just, oh my God, I'm going to cry. Oh. Austin's not, but we can. No, I'm very nostalgic. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you remember the way those places video rental used to stores? Smell? Oh my God, they were magical. They were magical. They had a smell. They had a certain smell. Plastic. Plastic. Yeah, plastic. The smell of game discs and plastic and some sweaty guy behind the counter. Oh my God, why can't we have those days again? Oh God. Did I ever tell you about the time I got left at a video rental store for an hour? Your family That's left a, you? That sounds amazing, actually. <laughs> Just like cover yourselves in the games and like... I was dropped off and forgotten. Whoops. <laughs> oh. And I'm like 12, so I don't have any means of transport. No cell phone either. <laughs> no cell phone. Did you just sit on the floor and start reading the backs of all the things? Oh, I got really bored really fast. Oh. I should have. I should have learned some stuff, but I didn't. Oh, you know what else is really nostalgic, Jacob, that we were talking about yesterday? The inserts that they used to, you know, they had the whole ass game manual in there. Like, they used to have the whole game manual with, like, the backstory and, like, all the item descriptions Mm -hmm. and everything. Like, a whole booklet. And they don't do that anymore. And it's so... I don't know, that made me all sad. And then I was like, look, Austin, look at how I checked off all the ones I had gotten in the game. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's great. Yeah, it used to be like, you used to have to have that stuff to complete the games. Like the original Final Fantasy, and this is talking like the NES days, like you had to have the map that came with the game to know where to go. Exactly. The original Zelda, they gave you that huge map layout thing, and you had to kind of like use that alongside you to navigate where to go and which dungeon to go to, and that was fun. Speaking of booklets, how do you like that transition? Like Austin said, we may not like one Tracy in the Pokemon series, but we do like this Tracy, the one who wrote these books. Am I right? Tracy West, shout out. Tracy West. (laughs) I'm going to tag her on Twitter when this episode goes live. If you're listening, Tracy, shout out. Yeah, it was was fun. Fun reads. We have uh, Race to Danger and uh, Talent Showdown. Yes. And my initial question before we start these is, were these like actual episodes or are these just fun write-ups? Well, I have right here, I have the version of these books from the 90s, first print edition, baby. Oh. This is from the Pokemon Scholastic chapter book series from the 90s and early 2000s, which mostly adapted TV episodes into, you know, young readers material. Mm -hmm. I collected these back in the day, shockingly. Uh, I think I had all of them except for the Psyduck one. If I'm not mistaken. So I actually had these already when we decided to read them. I had to get my brother-in-law to find them in the attic at their house and send them to me. So I could read these again for the podcast. These two books, we picked these because, Jacob, I see on the back of the book right here for my edition, it says, A brand new, never before seen Pokemon story based on the characters from the popular TV show. And on the front, it says, an all-new adventure. You won't see this on TV. Oh, okay. Okay. There we go. So, the other ones then, because it says right here at the beginning of the book, it says, collect them all. 
And then there's like a list. It's like Journey to the Orange Island, Secret of the Pink Pokemon, The Four Star Challenge, Scyther, Heart of a Champion, The Psyduck Ducks Out, and Thundershock and Pumelo Stadium. So all those corresponded with an episode. Right. But these two did not. These are the only two that are not based on episodes. Interesting. Ooh, interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah, something shocking happens in, in this book. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was so, like, tickled. I was like, what? What's happening? Oh, my God. I actually gave copies of these books to Jacob and Alex as a gag gift at Christmas time because they were, like, $2 on eBay. Well, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Y'all got later printings because apparently these are still in print all these years later. That's the most interesting thing. This says printed in 2017. That sounds like after Pokemon Go came out, they reprinted these. Yeah. For the Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah, for the nostalgia and the new people coming in, of course, yeah. For the children, yeah. Did y'all, did y'all have the Scholastic Book Fair, I assume? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I think everyone does. You, you remember, where, where was your setup at? Mine was in the gym. Like, mine was in our gym at the school. And the way they did it was, like, you walked in, and it was, like, enclosed. And I remember, mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt kind of bad, but... I had one teacher that would only let you in if you had money, so the other kids couldn't go in and look wow, at it. Wow, isn't that awful. crazy? What? Yeah, that's obscene. I don't know if this was like her policy or if it was kind of like they didn't want a whole bunch of people in there because I had the small one. Mine was like really small, so I didn't know if that was like a school thing or if that was wow. like the teacher's policy. But it was so enclosed, so like if you didn't have money, you couldn't go in and look. Shame at least on look. that teacher. We did not have to show her proof of money before we went in. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's a whole discussion of like the Scholastic Book Fair as a, as an awakening to like class. <laughs> Capitalism and yeah. Like that's a whole thing actually. That's what, how big was y'all's? Mine was like, I mean, it could fit in a closet. It felt felt like we had a big one. You had a big Ours one. Ours was in the it was in the media center slash library. Okay. Yeah, that's where I feel like I remember it was for us, and it was medium size. It wasn't like excessive, but I'm sure it it felt a lot bigger than it was. Yeah, as a kid, yeah, putting it in the perspective of like a ten year old, yeah, of course. I got Frogger for the Game Boy Color. You had Game From Boy games there? there? Oh my gosh! Yeah. What? <laughs> Holy, Holy cow, cow, that's, yeah. Oh, you know what was, what was worse than, like, the actual book? For, did y'all get the catalogs, too? Yes. That, like, you could, mm-hmm. golly, that was, that was bad, too, because, like, when those orders came in, somebody would get, like, they had cool stuff in there. <laughs> somebody would get cool stuff from, in front of you, would be like, dang it. Man, now, now that we think back about this, it's kind of just kind of a screwed up system. It's like so-and-so can afford this, so they get all the cool stuff. And then the, for the rest of us, like, we didn't have much money growing up. So anytime I could convince my dad, I'm like, hey, dad, and 10, 15 bucks was the best I mm-hmm. could do. But So do the schools get money for that stuff? Is that how it works? I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I'm pretty sure they have, like, a partnership. Because Scholastic's, like, the only... Those were the only books we had. Like, everything had that little red scholastic thing on it in my school. So I assume it was, like, government contract or something like that. Do they even have book fairs like that anymore? I lived near an elementary school, and they had it on the front sign. Mm-hmm. Oh. Book fair. Yeah, that's wow. almost too. Okay. It's been some time since I've been in, in school, so I didn't know. They still have, like, jump rope for heart and everything. <laughs> oh, my God. That was something, too. Yeah. Raise money and get some prizes. Good lord. This is the nostalgia cast, by the way. We're going to talk about our childhood. It's always been the nostalgia cast. <laughs> it is. You're like, uh, do they still do dare or some permutation thereof? Surely not. I've seen dare signs, yeah. Still? Yeah. 
Oh my god. Do they still bring in the fire truck and like make you stop, drop, and roll for all those times you're supposedly supposed to be on fire as an adult? Well, I'm sure they have to. Yeah. Okay. Oh I haven't god. caught on fire yet, but I hope I remember to stop, drop, and roll if I do. Um, anyway, um, Pokemon. Pokemon. All right. These chapter books came out, I believe, when the Orange Islands season was airing. They reference it. Yeah, we'll get into the content of it, but they <laughs> reference Orange Island's elements quite a bit throughout these two little books. But I think they're meant to take place post Orange Islands, but yes. with some yeah. some differences. Yeah, Ooh, Ooh, that's the most serious. interesting part. We're reminiscing yeah. on Orange Islands for sure. I would love to ask Tracy West about some of her creative choices here and how much freedom she had. But we'll go on. So Austin, do you have any background on Tracy West? Not especially. I know um, she wrote a bunch of these Pokemon books and a bunch of other media tie-in books for young readers like this. I know she has her own book series for children. One of her big properties is Dragon Masters. Dragon Masters? Dragon Masters. That sounds interesting. What's that? I don't know. We can do reading on our own outside of this. That's okay. Dragon Masters. Check it out. All right. So which one? Tracy, we'd love to have you on the show. Yes. Give us a call. Give us a call. Oh, my God. We can't pay you, but we no. sure no. would appreciate it. Out of the drying pan at gmail.com. <laughs> Let us pick your brain and you can pick ours. Real question of the day. How do we want to order these? Which one do we go first? You want to do the uh, talent showdown? That's the one I have in front of me. Well, if you put them together, the spines of the Pokeball, then race to danger would be first, right? My copy says Race to Danger is number 13, and Talent Showdown is number 14. Okay, oh. we gotta do the purple book first. So Race to Danger? Yes. yes. All right. I'll read the summary. Okay. Not our randomized summary. This is the Scholastic Bookseller summary. Is this what's on the back? I wonder if it's the same. Okay, let's see if it's the same. Okay, go on. Up, up, and away. Nope. The Pokemon Hot Air Balloon races on, and the prize is a rare Dratini. Wendy could have one, but Team Rocket took the wind out of her sails. Can Ash and his Pokemon help Wendy blow off the competition? <laughs> Between Hailstorms, Beedrill Swarms, Coughing Smokescreen, and Arbok's balloon-tearing things, the odds are against them. That's a typo. It's supposed to be wheezing. It's going to take a lot of Poke power to win this race, but Ash won't let Team Rocket burst anyone's bubble. Okay, so there are two things different. Okay. They corrected the coughing mistake. It says mm-hmm. wheezing. It says wheezing. And on the bottom, it says, it doesn't say pokey power. It just says it's going to take a lot to win this race. What are the Pokemon on the back of yours, Austin? All right. I got Fearow, Scyther, Weezing, Pidgeot, Dratini, Beedrill, and Arbok. Okay. We don't have Scyther. No, we have Arbok, Fero, Weezing, Dratini, Pidgeot, and Beedrill. I got an extra Pokemon. What's on the front? I got Ash, Misty, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Pikachu, Togepi, and Team Rocket in the balloon. Oh, that's a much more dynamic that's a co- cover. Yeah. yeah, ours is just some, it's like a weird mountainous scene that really doesn't have anything to do with anything. And then it's the, some clip art that's layered on top of Meowth, Arbok, and Firo. I wonder why they, they had to change the cover art. Interesting. It looks really bad compared to yours. Yeah, yours is more like, if I'm walking by and I'm a kid and I see that one... I'm getting yours, yeah. Austin. Ours is kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Plus, it's got the cute, like, Pokemon text on the front. Like, that font, whatever that font is. Like, they gotta catch them all. Oh, font. no, Race to Danger. Race yeah, to right, Danger. Where it says Race to Danger. It's kind of... Yeah. Ours is just, like, impact. This is, like, hard to read, actually. At least it's more character. Do we like all the clip art throughout the pages? 
At least it takes up space. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the clip art is like, why is this even here? Did y'all get the amazing Beedrill page that I got? What's the amazing? No. Oh, no, what? That's cool. We didn't get that. Oh, what? Oh, that's like a huge like swarm of Beedrill with like the action lines and stuff. We didn't get that at all. No. We get the same clip art over and over again. Charizard's in here like three times the same picture jesse's in here twice wheezing's in here like 17 times they literally just use the exact same clip art over and over again yeah we are really doing a deep dive on like production of these that's what our job is here to do okay Okay, we gotta we dive deeper than anybody else okay we take off the snorkel we put the tank on because we're going deep we're gonna get the bends (laughs) that's what we do all right, I guess Austin's going to provide the background info as we go through this. Alex and I will talk about the books. That's all the info you, I got I got for you. He's going to continue this. Uh, <laughs> he's going to try his best. Alex, I'm first on the list and you're second, so. Okay, so I'll do the talent show and you okay. do the race. Race of danger. Austin, feel free to chime in if you have any thoughts at all. Keep Give me some help here. It's been two weeks. Austin and I have not read these in two weeks, so. I haven't read this in three weeks. In three weeks. And maybe three weeks. Oh, so me having read them yesterday and this morning, I'll probably have to chime in then. Yes, please. Okay, welcome to a reading of... A Race to Danger, Chapter 1, An Angry Challenge. What's over that hill? Ash Ketchum 1. No, I'm not going to do that, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. All right. Can we just read the whole book instead? Yeah, let's just do that. <laughs> I wonder how long it would take. It wouldn't take that long at all. But All right, so we open up here with Race to Danger. We're coming across, and guess what? It's a hot air balloon festival. We've come across the hot air balloon festival before, right? Didn't we just recently come across one? Did we? Did we have a hot air balloon race? I feel like there was a hot air balloon race. There will be. Okay, there the Butterfree episode had hot air balloons. Okay. But don't we get a hot air balloon race? A later episode of Johto is gonna have a hot air balloon race. Okay. So they use this as inspo. Is it a coincidence? Mm. Who knows? Who knows? I don't think so. I think it's a conspiracy. Maybe my mind remember that episode and thought that that was tied to this. Right. I remember this book, but not that episode. So what, I don't know what that says. Okay. You remember the book? <laughs> Tracy West episode? did it better. <laughs> Tracy West did it better. I love it. All right. So Hot Air Balloon Festival. This is our first one. We haven't encountered one before. But they fortuitously arrive just in time for it. Uh, yep. There's a Hot Air Balloon race that day. Our uh, twerps, we have great timing for showing up when something is just about to happen. Hmm. So Tracy and the show writers at Four Kids, they always think the same way. There's always something going on. I think she did a really good job of, like, imitating the formula. Yes, absolutely. That's the reason why it was so... I thought it was an episode. Like, I thought it was just kind of like a recap episode. Because it's just exactly like if you took a script of a Pokemon episode and put it in front of you, this is what it would be. It reminded me most of the the Ponita episode. Oh, yeah. It did have that flair Mm. of sabotage and... Team Rocket sabotages and... There's like an evil guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rival. Yeah, definitely like a Pokemon episode. I was saying there's a race that day, of course. Uh, we split up first. We got to buy some snacks. I don't know. That's all I really wrote down there. We bought some snacks because they're hungry, of course. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> mainly because Ash is always hungry. That's the reason why I put that. It's the same formula. Ash cleans up being hungry. And this is where we see a balloon shaped like Dragonite. And this is owned by, of course, a protagonist of this book named wendy she's a bag of hot air wendy with an i by the way wendy with an i yes yeah her parents named her that because they hate her 
Well, just wait to hear what her brother's named. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We need to meet her brother in a little bit. Just like this is an actual Pokemon episode, Brock, of course, is attracted to Wendy. Uh, there's a line in there about him saying, you know, hot air balloons get big when they have hot air in them. Guess what happened to me? Can I just point out, okay, one of the things I wrote down here, I don't know about you guys, Brock in this is completely different. His personality is completely different. He's very shy. He always is blushing all the time. He was not the lecherous, jaw-on-the-floor kind of Brock that we know him to be. Arguably an improvement on Brock. He's just, he's a very different personality. I was like, okay, he's not going up there, like, ogling her, asking her to marry him or whatever. He's basically, like, shy and meek the whole time. He's like, well, if you don't mind, like, we'll help you, Wendy. Like, if you want, though. Like, only if you want to. Yeah, this this Brock isn't like, I'm up in your face. This is the kind of Brock that, like, is in elementary school and has a crush on a girl. So he passes her a note that says, do you like me? And she checks a box, yes, no, or maybe. He's not, like, in yes. her face and rubbing his stuff up in there. Showing her his onyx. <laughs> his onyx. Sorry, this is E for explicit. Sorry. <laughs> if we didn't Did we say, say that? that 43 minutes ago when we started recording okay. this. Mm, okay. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the main reason why Brock is more not in your face is because it's a kid's book, obviously. Let's move along back here to Wendy, who was going to join this hot air balloon race. But of course, she can't because of her brother, uh, Jet, stole all her Pokemon. Jet is the brother's name, right? No. Storm. Huh? Her brother's name is Storm, and he went out training, and he had an unfortunate accident where he fell in a pit, and now Hmm. they're all like in a coma and can't participate in the race. But he stole her Pokemon, right? That's the main thing here. Storm stole her Pokemon- Went out and got them all hurt. No, what? Where are you I getting this? I love Jacob's this? interpretation. That's what I thought happened. Did that really not happen? They were out for like a walk of some sort and they fell. They were training. They had a. They were training because Wendy can't be bothered to train her own Pokemon. So Storm is like, I'll do it, I guess. And then they died in a pit accident. So Wendy's the bad guy here. <laughs> Wendy's not the protagonist. Wendy's the antagonist. Wendy is the lazy trainer like Ash who relies on others to prop up her Pokemon. I think it was an insurance fraud scheme and she went out and let her brother have her Pokemon and she just was like tired of them. She's like, ew, get away from me, you Pokemon. And so when they died in the pit accident, she wasn't sad at all. She doesn't seem really sad. She mentions him one time. That was it. All she wants is that Dratini. That's all she cares about. I don't think she even wanted to race in this thing. I think she's relieved that her Pokemon got hurt. Yeah, she makes somebody else do her dirty work. Ash and friends happen to come along, and she's like, oh, good, you kids can race for me, and I'll just take all the spoils at the end. Yeah, like you said, the grand prize is the Dratini from this thing. This is something Wendy has wanted ever since she got her Pokemon trainer's license. I wrote down she should meet Bill in his obsession <laughs> with Dragonite. Could you imagine? Pokemon! Pokemon! What if she just wanted Bill in a Dratini suit? Ooh. Is that our second fanfiction episode? When are we going to do this fanfiction episode, you guys? It's going to happen soon. We're waiting for you to tell us. No, you tell me. Oh, God. Okay. Not today. It's kind of actually funny that we're talking about hot air balloons, especially since what happened this past week. This thought just hit me with the spy balloon oh, thing. No. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Team Rocket decided graces with their presence in real life this week. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, Jet's here. Jet. No, no I was gonna. No, 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 no. I was gonna. Let me finish that. Okay, so back to the spy balloon thing that happened this week. That's kind of ironic that that happened the same week we're talking about this. But then luckily we shot it down with a Jet, which just happens to be an antagonist of this story. So you gotta let me finish oh it before you jump in here. Yeah. Okay. Got it. 
All right. Jet, who is not her brother. <laughs> Jet, who is not her brother. Who are naming these kids in this town? I don't understand this. I think it's more pathetic that I can't keep up with names from a children's book. We only have like five characters here, and I'm already lost halfway through this. Which one is Misty? Which one's Ash? <laughs> Which one's Brock? Is Brock here? Jet is our antagonist, and he he's just kind of being the hill here. He just makes fun of Wendy, but they kind of just get an argument, and then Ash, of course, knight in shining armor, comes to save Wendy and challenge Jet to a Pokemon battle. I don't know. Pharaoh beats Pikachu, I guess. Time out. Can I revision this? Because there's a missing detail here. Go for it. Jet challenges Ash. Ash tries to call Pikachu. But Pikachu is not around because he's out getting snacks with Misty. And then he uses Bulbasaur instead, who loses predictably to Firo. And then Pikachu comes back with Misty. And then Ash blames her for his loss because it's her fault that Pikachu wasn't there. Sorry, I this part I made a specific page note because I'm like, this is so dumb. Okay. Did you write? No, in it's the not. Book? It's not dumb. I did not. I did not write in the book. But this is what it says. <clears throat> did I miss something? Misty asked Ash. It looked like there was a battle going on. There was, and I wish Pikachu had been here. Ash said, "Why didn't you show up five minutes ago? You could have beaten him without Pikachu." Brock said, "I've seen you beat guys like him before. You should have called on Charizard." Ash stomped his foot in the dirt. Of course. Charizard is a flying-type Pokemon, too. It would have been a better match, Ash said. I don't know why I didn't think of it. I just got confused when I couldn't use Pikachu, and Jet was making me so angry. What the fuck, Ash? (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot of self-awareness for Ash, actually. That was a lot more insightful than I might expect from him. He can't do anything if Pikachu isn't around. He can't use any of his other Pokemon. Pikachu holds Ash's brain. I think he does. He won't go in the Pokeball because of that. He can't fit his brain and him in there at the same time. I'm sorry. It was so ridiculous. I just had to actually note that. Go on, Jacob. Let's get in the air. We're going to go and jump in the air here. Yay. Ash volunteers to substitute his Pokemon in, or the Twerps volunteer to uh, put their Pokemon in for Wendy's Pokemon that are in a coma at the Pokemon Center. And everyone's in the balloon except for Brock, who she makes follow her in a van. (laughs) I thought that was funny. (laughs) Brock can drive, apparently. Yeah, he can drive, apparently. That part was funny. He's a little, like, disappointed at first they didn't get to be, like, in a hot air balloon next to Wendy. What is he doing? He's, like, on the, he's, like, the ground crew in the van, like, like a storm chaser type who's, like, following along. Like, I don't really get it, but okay. She just didn't want him in there with her. Okay, that's what it comes down to. He wasn't even being, like, a latch. He was just... She's not feeling it, though. She's not, like, I don't want this Brock guy next to me. So she puts him in a van, and she acts like... He's being useful when he's really not, so that makes him feel a little bit better. Anyway, we're in the air. Jet's still kind of being annoying to us, but this is when our antagonist, Team Rocket, shows up, of course. They're in their Meowth balloon, and their main goal here is they're the spoiler. They start taking people out left and right in the hot air balloons. They use an Arbok wheezing. They kill people. Misty sees a Team Rocket balloon. Meowth balloon. She sees they're using a wheezing Arbok and a Meowth. She says, that's Team Rocket. And Ash says, Misty, don't be ridiculous. They're not Team Rocket. Why would they be Team Rocket? You stupid girl. That, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. They can't be Team Rocket because they're called Team Meowth and therefore are completely <laughs> different people. <laughs> I did like the fact that we get the we get descriptions of every team who's entered in the race. Yeah, they're all, their balloon is like their team name. Like, the, all the balloons are modeled after who they are. I can't remember the specific teams, but... Oh, I got them. Got them? Go okay, give them Austin. to us. 
Team Jet, Team Pokeball, Team Farfetched, Team Midnight, Team Jigglypuff, Team Golbat, and Team Meow. And then our Team Dragonite. Team Dragonite. Yes. Do we have a favorite? Mm, team Midnight. Midnight that's for what sure. I was say. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Because it's the only one that's cool. What were, what was their Pokemon? Team Midnight. They had a Clefairy operating a propane tank. That's yes. awesome. And a Zubat mm-hmm. for their navigator. Right. What happens to them was the worst thing that happened to any of the teams. What happened? Team Midnight. Well, we'll get there. But I felt so bad for them. So bad. But we can already be there because basically Team Rocket just starts getting up there and picking them apart. And they're crashing kind of one by one here. I don't remember the order, of course, that they go down. But our Team Meowth gives them the blunt blow. So what happens to them, Alex? Okay, yeah. They attack all the teams, you know, one by one. They get picked off. She recounts her, like, lonely childhood about how she lived on a mountain with her brother and parents, who were also balloon freaks, and then she had no friends. That's why she loves Dratini, because she saw, like, Dragonite one time. The swarm of Beedrill shows up, and then they manage to get away. But also, while the Beedrill attack is happening, Team Rocket murders Team Midnight with Weezing's poison smog, which, I don't know, the description was really vague, so I'm choosing to believe that... When the smog mixed with the hot air, it exploded and they died in a tragic balloon explosion accident. R.I.P. Team Midnight. R.I.P. The worst thing that could have possibly... Like, all the other teams sort of like, oh, they got a rip in their balloon. They floated to the ground. Oh, no, that sucks, but they're still alive. Team Midnight, though, died in a horrible way. (laughs) They were too cool for this world. (laughs) Oh, it was so bad. Like, we have, like, two whole pages, which is a long time in this book, of what happens to them. Yep. The clock struck midnight for them. Hey. hey. I remember Team Midnight, of course, is the worst. And I remember every time, like, one gets taken down, like, Brock's not doing his job and has an excuse for why he couldn't see what happened to the team. <laughs> Brock goes, I don't know, it looks like they just kind of lost control after it was very clear that Team Meowth punctured them. So, Brock's on the ground not being much help. Should we jump forward to the battle... I mean, this is basically the end of the book where they team Meowth battles our heroes. Sure. We're battling Team Rockets, battling Wendy's. Wendy's. Wendy's team. <laughs> Sir, this is the Wendy's. <laughs> All the Pokemon can fly here. This is when it gets really weird. Yes, Jacob, thank you for pointing that out. Please, please tell us more about that. We, wheezing floats, right? Coughing, yes. they float. Sure. Is there like a limit to the altitude that they can maintain? the floatiness because they're kind of just in the sky i mean it's smog i guess not it just it starts at an altitude and it maintains the <laughs> you altitude. just maintain it <laughs> all right and then another one that confused me was like arbok is somehow propul like propulsioning himself it's going from like balloon to balloon but he's bouncing off stuff that doesn't exist like air is able he's able to be like superman and stop a plane using air as his brace the ending of the book is a little bit we're stretching it here I was imagining Arwok with, like, the speed lines behind it the whole time, so you never see what it's doing exactly. It's just kind of there. I was imagining its, like, cobra neck part flapping. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) That's great! Because I I literally wrote down, because there were several instances where she describes it as flying. Yeah, exactly. So Jesse sends out Arbok and it says like Weezing and Arbok paused in midair. So I'm like oh. imagining it just like hovering there, flapping its neck, whatever. And then it says Arbok and Weezing flew over to the balloon and then Arbok flew to the top of the balloon. They're like hundreds of feet up in the sky and Arbok is flying around. 
I mean, they all kind of do. Like, Bulbasaur even a little bit gets involved, where it's, like, hovering using Vine Whip trying to grab him. But, I mean, it's just, there's a lot going on in the air here. Could she possibly have used Lickitung, and it could use its tongue as a helicopter blade and gotten around that way? Oh, my God. Ooh. Could you imagine? Maybe that's what Arbuck did. Maybe it didn't flap its little sides. Maybe its tail is up there just It's spinning, spinning. around. Yeah, like they, wi- like they wind it up like a top and then let it go and it just... Maybe they like tied balloons to it, like the Pikachu balloon thing. Oh, yeah. that's cute. That's cool. This is something I wanted the visual for. I want this animated. See Arbok flapping its neck. Yeah. Flying around. <laughs> yeah, like a little butterfly looking thing. God, Arbok can go underground, underwater, in the air. What can it do? All-purpose Arbok. You know who can fly? Who? Pidgeot. Oh my god. Oh my god. How did we not talk about this? That was the surprise. Surprise, everybody. Surprise. Pidgeot was here the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, back at the very beginning part, where they're trying to be like, hey, we can help you. Here, take our Pokemon. Ash is like, here, take my Pidgeot who came back to him after the Orange Islands adventure. Oh, I totally missed that thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, so Pidgeot never, like, died in obscurity in some random jungle area. He came back after he finished his Spiro Firo business. In the Scholastic Book continuity, yes. Thank you, Tracy West, for giving us the closure we will never have. That's the question I wanted to ask. I was like, what's this, what's this Pidgeot situation you got going on here? So many questions. See, how come this didn't happen in the future hot air episode that we're going to get, apparently? Like, why did this not happen like this? You know who else is here? Who? Starmie. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Starmie's here. We haven't seen Starmie in a minute. Starmie's at the Cerulean Gym, but it's also here. And it can fly, too. Remember that. It can actually fly, oh, that's too. True. So Yes. That's the reason why they brought it here. It is psychic. Plus, also, I guess it, like, flies through the air like a ninja star. Are there any other Pokemon that magically show up that aren't supposed to be here? <laughs> no, I think that's it for this one. But there's one more later. There's one more later? Oh, in the next book? or Yeah. Okay. Austin, what a... I, I was tracking the continuity errors going on. <laughs> You're a fact checker for this episode. We can wrap this race to danger up here. Um, Team Rocket, they're battling. Like I said, everyone's flying again. Uh, we get a hole poked in our wendy's and i guess the only how do you usually plug a hole do you find more fabric to close it do you just kind of like let it go or do you pop some five gum in your mouth and go on a major experience then put that puppy in the (laughs) hole and glide yourself to victory is that what you do or how does that happen that's what it feels like to chew five gum (laughs) like winning a balloon race winning a hotter balloon race So to keep your ears from popping, we got some gum with us and plug that hole and save the day. But of course, not before we have our major character appearance by our one and only Charizard. Does Jet attack Team Dragonite? Yes. Scyther, Venomoth, and Fero. Because I wrote down there's an Old Man Scyther reference and I appreciated it. There was an Old Man Scyther reference? Yeah. Where? I swear to God. Oh, there is. Okay, I get Where? Jet sends out Scyther and there's a battle going on. Brock can't see it. Charizard says that he never liked Tracy's Scyther. I got I got the quote. Go ahead. Charizard flew off the platform. It roared angrily at Scyther. Ash gasped. Charizard had never liked Tracy's Scyther. Mm-hmm. Tracy making appearances from beyond the grave. Ooh. Beyond the grave? <laughs> is Tracy The dead? grave of Pallet Town. Okay. He died? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we never see him again. 
They battle. Ash comes in, sends out Pikachu because we need Pikachu. He blasts Scyther with the Thunder Wave, and that kind of renders Jet incapacitated. And does Pikachu know Thunder Wave? He does in this book. He does. Okay, I don't. I don't oh, yeah. ever using Thunder Wave. Okay. Yeah, you're right, Jacob. It says Thunder Wave. Okay. Yeah. No, I believe Jacob. I didn't believe Tracy West. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tracy. A lot of creative liberties being taken here. I just want to read the rest of these books and like, what are the differences between? Can we just have more fun with this? Well, I think this is the only one that's like purely original oh, God. stuff. So nah. it's just kind of like whatever. Whatever. Mm. Not that it matters. Who cares? Like genuinely, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's fun though. It's fun to point it out. It's just that aha moment. Speaking of aha, Wendy takes home the Dratini. They be kind of burst Jet's bubble by winning hey. a by winning the hot air balloon race. And then Wendy takes Dratini and immediately sells Dratini. No, I'm kidding. Sells it to Giovanni. Sells it to Giovanni. And that basically is Race of Danger. This is definitely my favorite of the two that we read. I had more fun with this one. Um, actually, I was able to read this one in one sitting. The other one, I was like, I'm going to take a little break here. I'm looking forward to when we see the actual hot air balloon race episode so we can do a compare contrast and see which one's better. That's perfect. Yeah. I don't remember the plot to the one in the show, so... Well, Pidgeot's in it, and... Oh, dang. Pikachu learns Thunder Wave. Is that the consensus that this is the better one of the two books? I have no... I don't think anyone's ever sat and thought about it. Oh, well, I did, and I think it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Give well, it we point. will. <laughs> Stay tuned for the later episode. I was talking about uh, the books that we've read. I found this one more fun than... Oh, oh yeah, of the, of the two books, then yes. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if I had to pick, I'd pick this one with that one we're ready to move on to talent showdown ready to move on because i thought for sure alex would prefer talent showdown based on a certain character appearing well okay i have thoughts about that and he was a big jerk so i'm like this is not the beloved character that we know okay i think austin should go ahead and read us the summary yeah talent showdown oh let's let's compare and contrast as well all right let's see what grammatical changes they made oh my god this is the most dated thing i've ever read in my entire life <laughs> <laughs> Starting off strong. Okay. Okay, I want to see if y'all even understand this. Okay. It's Total Request Pokemon. No. Nope. Total Request. Like Total Recall? What? No. What? Total Request Live on MPB oh. TRL. Oh. Yeah, it's totally different. It doesn't say that at all. Mm. That did not stand the test of time. <laughs> it's a stated thing. The stage is set for an explosive Pokemon talent show. There's a juggling executor, a singing Charmander, even a dancing Farfetch'd. Ash wants to beat Gary, but he doesn't have an act. And that's not all he has to worry about. Team Rocket's grand finale has the audience glued to their seats and all the Pokemon under their spell. It's curtains for the Pokemon, unless Ash can steal the show. Yeah, that was word for word, except the only thing at the top is different. It says, it's showtime, instead of it's total request trl you mean children of 2017 don't know trl i don't believe that <laughs> i don't even remember much of trl was that carson daly yes okay i do remember the host name what do we got on the front i got ash throwing pokeballs 
Well, an executor breakdances. Yeah, because that's exactly what happened during the book. We got Ash <laughs> pointing his finger at us, Charizard kind of smiling, or Charmander smiling, and then Pikachu leaping in the air, and then we have like a jungle background that I don't know if that fits in with the story. So comparing the two, Jacob, that we have, the backgrounds for both of these have a weird primitive primordial jungle scene. On my cover, they appear to be on an existential plane where there's like just a brown blob of ground ashes standing on, <laughs> making a perfectly horizontal line yes. to the sky. I just don't get this like Jurassic Park jungle background thing that we've got going on here. What Pokemon do you have in the back ears, Austin? I got uh, some Togepi, who does not have a Pokedex number because it's not gold and silver yet. Huh. Persian, Lickitung, Seal, Geodude, Psyduck, and Arcanine. Oh, that's totally different. We've got Executor, Charmander, Psyduck, Farfetch'd, Alakazam, and Seal. Yours is a way better representation. That's why I got this first print edition. The better edition. It's worth $700. Is it really? That's not, that's not true. That's not okay. true. Okay. Oh. I would sell that thing in a heartbeat. Oh, I would too. Does yours have the polka rap at the beginning, Austin? Let's find out. Ours has the polka rap at both of them. Yeah, mine has pokey rap as well. Okay. Oh, and then it continues in the next book. Oh, that's interesting. Shoot, I guess we can never finish the rap. I would be able to finish it if I had the Psyduck book, which I don't. Sounds like you need to complete your, your collection there. Yeah, but it's got to be a first printing, not a new one. How much could it possibly be? $30? $20. $20? Yeah. No. You can buy used for like 7 Go for it, Austin. Your no. completion is self. <laughs> no, screaming. Wait, what's the okay. book called? There's like a bunch of Psyduck. Is it Power Up Psyduck or is it Psyduck Ducks Out? It'd be Psyduck Ducks Out. That's what it says. Okay. So, Austin, did your... Okay, so, like, the Race to Danger book had that really dynamic scene, full-page Beedrill Swarm thing going on. Did this book have any unique art? All we've got is really bad clip art again, repeating over and over. <laughs> I got James sticking up his left leg at a 90-degree angle. Oh, nice! Okay, we did not have that. That's like a full-page <laughs> scene of Jesse, James, Meowth, and there's a background and everything. They were obsessed with this clip art of Pikachu and Charmander in bow ties singing oh, at a microphone. That is so adorable. We didn't get that at all. That's the whole reason. Like this became a plot element is from this clip art. Yeah, see, we just get generic, nothing to do with the plot at all clip art. They're all the same pose too. There's no like mixing it up. They must not have had a very good like database of art to pick from in that case. Oh, I'm so jealous. I can't believe I'm saying that over a book that's like 25 <laughs> years old and it's absolutely of no consequence, but I feel like we're missing a critical immersive element that we didn't get in this, so. What are y'all going to do with your books? Are you going to donate them or anything? I don't know. Good don't question. Know. It's getting pretty cold. Using the warm, <laughs> warm up a little. Yeah, they'll, they'll keep you warm for about three seconds before they burn into nothing. I don't know. I don't have any like young children in my family who would like these like all my cousins and stuff are older so i don't know good question all right let's talk about talent showdown are we ready i'm ready we start out in some random town that is very noisy because currently there's some kind of event underway and ash questions a local boy who's standing around the boy tells him that there's like some kind of talent competition event thing happening Ash rudely decides to, without consulting his friends or having any care of their current state, because right now Misty and Brock are, like, exhausted. 
They just want to find a place to sleep. They're hungry, having walked for hours and hours. But Ash is like, I don't care about you and your feelings or your physical well-being. I'm going to go run off in the direction of this crowd and you guys are on your own. So he ends up coming to a stop in front of the rehearsal hall where the local folks are practicing for a talent show. Like Austin said earlier, who is here but our favorite character ever, Gary. Gary! Gotta love Gary. However, I'm not so sure I'm a big fan of this iteration of Gary, because this Gary has an attitude problem. (laughs) He's always kind of had an attitude problem. This is like beginning of Pokemon Gary. This is like the first episode, snarky... Wise-ass Gary. He's on a different level. This is like day one. You're right. This is like day one Gary. This is Gary before any character development, which doesn't make sense chronologically because Ash makes comments here and there about they've already been through the Pokemon League. They've Mm -hmm. already had like all this adventure happening. They've done with the Orange Islands. And as we know in the show, Gary's matured by this point. Like he's not as antagonistic to Ash. Like they don't have that kind of immature rivalry that they used to have. Yeah, he had a relapse. He like did. he went through like the twelve step be nice to people program, <laughs> and then he just had a relapse. Yeah, this is our original OG. I'm a jerk, Gary. Isn't like the first thing they bring up like the talent show, and then Ash is like, "Yeah, I'm going to be in it." Then Gary's like, "Well, you could be in the talentless show." Yes, and everybody in the cheerleaders laugh at him. <laughs> oh right, yeah. So the cheerleaders are back yeah, as well because like yeah, over time Gary sort of. He left his entourage days behind him with the girls and the cars and all that. But they're back now. This Gary's back on Coke. That's yes. Going <laughs> <laughs> this is Cokehead Gary. <laughs> yeah, he's gone full Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. So he tells us, though, that he's entering and performing a, an original song that he wrote called Gary is the Greatest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, he couldn't be more full of himself if he tried. Uh, And he's going to have the whole works. He's going to have fireworks. The cheerleaders are going to be there. And he's going to have a dancing, like, can-can dancers. are all going to be his Pokemon. And he's going to have a chorus line and everything. And Ash is like, he can't be outdone. He cannot be outdone by this. So he says, I've also got an act, Gary, and I'm going to beat you. And Gary's like, I doubt that. Good luck. Smell you later. So he turns to Pikachu and he's like, Pikachu... You have to have a special talent. Can you do anything at all? Anything to get you? <laughs> I love this. I love this. Okay. You changed my mind here, Alex. This book's better. These it is. <laughs> these characters are just pieces of shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm rescinding what I said earlier. This one's my favorite one. This, one, this one's a lot more fun. <laughs> Scumbags walk the earth on this one. Right? Yeah. Cokehead Gary, asshole Ash. <laughs> just, this is great. Oh my god. So he's traveled along with Pikachu all this time. Pikachu is a electric mouse who has a high degree of intelligence and he's sitting there and he's like, Pikachu, do you have any skills? Can you dance? Can you sing? Can you do fucking anything You've to win this competition? You've got to be worth something to me, Pikachu. You know what Pikachu can do? What? Impressions. Yes, he could have done his impressions. That doesn't come up at all. Nope. In this. Well, that wasn't very well established yet. But Pikachu cannot dance, sing, or juggle which I find hard to believe. And so Ash is really disappointed. And he's like, well, you don't have any special talents. Okay, I guess we're going to lose. He just gives up right away. Of course, Brock and Misty are like, well, whatever, Ash. Like, you're just like letting him, like, if you give in to this immature bullshit, you're letting him win. So just don't even worry about it. 
But Ash, this is Ash we're talking about. So he can't just take things lying down. He's got to prove himself. I, I do like this early. I know Gary is like matured more in the series, but I love how like they relapse when they're around each other. Like they just go back to their like <laughs> immature states. That's actually a pretty fun point that this book does. Like they're cool. Then they get near each other. Then they're just the worst people ever. I, I actually like that. I agree with you. Like that's happening in this book, but I feel like in the show, Gary has matured. Ash still regresses when he sees Gary. Yeah. But Gary does not give in. He's got ambitions and he's off being an archaeologist or whatever. Maybe that's why they have this like weird jungly Jurassic Park background because of Gary's archaeological <laughs> ambitions. I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> Maybe there's a part they got edited out where Ash goes to like his archaeological site and just messes it yeah. up or something. Sabotages it. So Ash is like walking around. He's like, hmm, what can I do for this talent show? When suddenly he's confronted by some random girl who starts basically accusing him of stealing her seal. And she has no basis whatsoever for this accusation, but she's going to challenge him to a battle and give him no time to explain himself. It's like an old school duel. Like, let's just go out in the street and, you know, if you die or lose, that's it. You lied. That's like back in the old days when they tried to, like, prove if you were, like, a witch or not. And so, like, if they threw you in the lake and you sank or something, I can't remember which one it is. If you floated, you were a witch, or if you sank, you were a witch. I can't remember. But it's basically got the same flavor as that. Ash would die and come back to life. No, Ash would get thrown out there and struggle and start to drown. And then Gary would jump out there saying he could drown better than Ash. And so that would be a competition. <laughs> That's the next book. That happens in the side oh, yeah. book that nobody read. Talent sink down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so this girl, Sally is her name, challenges Ash. Um, and she calls out her Persian, which uses growl attack against Squirtle. And Growl Attack confuses the hell out of Ash. He's like, what's happening? What's this sorcery? So he beats her, of course, unlike last in the last book where Bulbasaur lost terribly. And they start to question, like, what are the circumstances behind your seal's disappearance? Like, did you see anything? Like, do you have any sort of proof at all that it was even stolen? She said, well, I went to go get a drink of water. I was gone for like a minute. And when I came back seal was gone oh my gosh and i didn't see anything but i heard some strange music that was different from all the other music that was happening because everybody's practicing their musical talents my favorite detail is they say they're gonna help sally find her seal and then they don't yeah they don't (laughs) (laughs) they don't just leave her behind they don't have time for this girl she's kind of a lunatic all we know right now is there was some creepy music Hmm, that's a clue but we're not gonna deal with that right now because outside smash cut to team rocket who are of course the ones that have stolen the seal thanks to giovanni's secret new invention the pokey flute i love the idea of like giovanni in a lab <laughs> <laughs> like whittling a flute yes oh my god so yeah he this is his new secret invention that he somehow created it's a magical golden flute that has the power of like the pied piper and can spirit pokemon away from their trainers We get some classic Team Rocket, which I appreciated, like James being like, I want to perform and I could read my poetry act and become famous. And Jesse's like, no, we don't have time for that. So meanwhile, Seal has snapped out of its flute-induced trance and attacks James and flees. And that was about it for that. So yeah, poor Seal. He's left to fend for himself and make his way back to the rehearsal hall. But meanwhile... 
at the campsite that they've set up for themselves because apparently there's like no hotels or Pokemon centers or whatever. So they have to like set up camp in the park. Ash, he's still trying to figure out like what he should do for his talent show. So he tries his hand at singing, which is so bad that everybody's like, oh my God, make it stop. You're blowing our eardrums out. Is Ash really that much of a terrible singer, do we think? You think he would be that bad? Yeah, he's on that prepubescent, like, voice-cracking phase. You remember, like, Justin Bieber came in, and he was, like, 10, and then you didn't hear about him for, like, three years. But you know who's not a bad singer? James. They share a voice actor. Yes. Brock, though. So Brock, poor Brock, oh my god, they just take advantage of him. Left and right. So he cooks all the dinner for all the Pokemon... Ash, Misty, I think Sally is with them, right? I could be mistaken, but I think she's No, I'm pretty sure they, like, left Sally behind. She's not not in the book anymore. (laughs) So she's not there. So anyway, but though he he cooks all the dinner for them and also volunteers to clean and also do, like, basically everything. And while he's cleaning, he starts to sing. Ash and Misty are absolutely shocked that he has such a melodious, wonderful singing voice they've never heard of, apparently, up until now. They didn't watch Pokemon Live. They didn't. I can't believe in all the years and months and and days they've traveled together, Brock has never sang until this very moment. Alex, don't be silly. Time doesn't pass. Oh, right. How could I be so... How can I forget? But yeah, Ash decides then the only course of action is to volunteer Brock in his place. Because Ash is talentless. And has volunteered to compete in this competition for the sole reason of just one-upping Gary. The obvious solution is, well, Brock, why don't you just do it for me? Duh. Seems reasonable. I He didn't even want to do this in the first place. But Ash is like, well, clearly you have to for my honor. So Misty decides, even though she was against this like five seconds ago, she's like, actually, Ash, that's a great idea. We'll volunteer Brock, who has extreme stage fright and doesn't want to perform in front of others. But we're going to volunteer you that you're going to do this. And so I'm going to run down to the local music store and get all the instruments that we need. I can't, what, is he, what instruments does he need? I got the list. Oh, okay. you do good, Austin. What does she go get? Rocks on vocals. Misty has a guitar. Geodude's on drums, which is kind of funny. <laughs> he can't do the foot pedal, though. Oh, good point. He can't do the bass. Uh, they put Onyx does the foot pedal. <laughs> and <laughs> Onyx make a foot pedal. Yeah, uh, Pikachu and Togepi do some dancing. Ash has one big cymbal crash at the very end of the song. And Horsey, who's not supposed to be there, has to do wind chimes. I like how they give the cymbal crash to Ash at the very, very end. And he's like, this is it. And then Misty tries to placate him by saying, no, Ash, this is the grand finale. Arguably the most important part of the whole production is this one cymbal crash at the end. So he doesn't feel left out and useless. Aww. Oh my god, just wait till the end. Oh my god. With a character that makes a remark about that. So the song that they're going to perform. So thank you, Austin, for the list. That was great. Uh, but the song they're going to perform is the iconic Pokemon. It has a name, apparently. Pokemon <laughs> Trainer Song. I love oh, it. This I is great. It. Which is just the opening theme song for the show. I guess they couldn't call it Pokemon Theme. No, so they call it the Pokemon Trainers song. God, this book's so much better. <laughs> I love better. how this is like a song that's like widely known to people in the world. They don't even have to like discuss it. They're like, let's just do the Pokemon Trainers song. And everyone's like, okay. And they know yeah. exactly. One, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> it's like TRL. Oh, it's so great. 
so Brock sings, I want to be the very best that no one ever was. Uh, but suddenly, while they're practicing, they hear the mysterious flute music again. But this time, it enslaves Pikachu, who starts to run away. But Ash's terrible singing was able to break the spell. But they're just not going to deal with it right now. They're tired, and so we'll, we'll just deal with that tomorrow. Uh, so the next day, they wake up and they go back to the rehearsal hall and sign up for the talent show under the name Brock's Rockin' Band. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. When Brock's a rockin', don't come a knockin'. Oh Whoa. my god. <laughs> Isn't that better? Actually, no, when Brock's rockin', come a knockin'. Come join on in. Yeah. We find out that the entire production is being directed and emceed by a man named Mr. Sullivan. Y'all caught that, right? It's the tractor guy. That's Mr. Douglas. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Got Mr. Douglas vibes. Well, what what am I catching? Is there a reference or something? Ed Sullivan. Should have been Mr. Daly with the TRL reference on the back of it. They should have made it more like modern with Carson Daly or someone up there. That would have made more sense. That would have been funny. But now we get Ed Sullivan instead. A hip reference for all the kids to get. <laughs> right. <laughs> really. Anyway, so they attempt to rehearse. Brock gets stage fright. He can't do it. So Ash's solution is to steal somebody's hat, fill it with water, and say, Brock, quick. Pretend that you're washing the dishes, because that's how you can get over your stage fright. Because <laughs> he always sings when he washes the dishes, I guess. So yeah, everybody goes crazy. It's a giant smash hit. The girls are throwing their panties on stage. Yeah, bras, everything. In the crush of the fans running up to Brock and the screaming of the girls in the crowd, oh my god! Ash is the only one who sees the stage lights coming loose from above them and almost crushes Brock and Misty to death. But thankfully, Togepi steps in and teleports them away to safety. And this is the moment that Ash realizes that Misty was not, in fact, a liar when she told them that it was Togepi <laughs> who teleported them away and used metronome before. That's how you know this isn't canon. Because Ash believes her. <laughs> he would have came up with some theory if it was the show, for sure. Well, obviously, it was the rotation of the Earth move yeah, you. The Coriolis effect chimed in there and spun right. us off three degrees. So, of course. Missy, don't be crazy. You may have teleported from one side of the stage to another, but that couldn't possibly have been Togami. Yeah. Are you doing some of Gary's Coke there, Misty? This is... Come on. Ash remembered that some mysterious power had transported them to safety before. It happened in the Orange Islands when they were being charged by a fierce ride-on. Misty was sure Togepi had rescued them then, too. Ash wasn't so sure. But now he thought she might be right. So yeah, so Togepi saves the day, thank goodness. But Ash is very suspicious of this and accuses Gary. Because, oh, while he's like looking out in the crowd, Gary's mysteriously absent right before the, the stage light starts to fall. So clearly, Gary's trying to sabotage them and kill Brock. Gary's a murderer. Do we think that cokehead Gary would try to murder people? Do we think that's a possibility? To get his way, yeah. Yeah, I think cokehead so. Cokehead Gary doesn't have rules. Cokehead Gary is just try trying to get ahead here. I think he'd do anything to be number one. Damn. So the only way to settle this again is by a battle. We get a couple of interesting little battle scenes. We get Charizard versus Arcanine. Apparently there's no switching rules either because he recalls Arcanine. Then it's Pikachu versus Alakazam. And we do get another callback, Austin. Oh. With Haunter. Oh, yeah. Kadabra. Ash this Ash is remembering things. I'm proud of him. So then they, it gets, okay, you guys, I need your thoughts on what the hell happens next. This is so unfair. This is bending the rules like I've never seen them being bent in my life. Go on. You guys have any thoughts on the on what happens with the Psyduck? We read this weeks ago, Alex. We don't remember. Oh, okay. I read this this morning, so I will, I will tell you. 
Pikachu's not doing so hot against Alakazam. He got hypnotized by, like, Psybeam or something. So Ash is like, screw this. I am taking matters in my own hands. So he's like, Misty, midway during the battle, right in the middle of everything, he's like, Misty, I need to use your Psyduck. He gets Pikachu to shock Psyduck so that it gets a headache, so that it can ultimately beat Alakazam. But before anything can happen with this, Mr. Sullivan runs up. And he's like, stop this ridiculous shit right outside of my business. <laughs> I'm on Mr. Sullivan's side. Yeah, I'm on Sullivan here. He, he pulls a, a Dumbledore and he runs up. He's like, what the hell are you doing, you motherfuckers? So Ash and Gary are shamed into stopping their battle prematurely. So we'll never know who's better. But I think Gary's better because Ash is a cheater. It's at this point that Ash decides to resume his investigation of the mysterious flute noise. So he goes off on his own to the music store where Team Rocket reveals themselves right away. They tie up Ash with like power cords and leave him there. He's gonna get electrocuted. Yeah. But I guess it doesn't really matter with Ash. He gets electrocuted every day. Yeah, he's used to it. They're Pika proof rubber cords. So Pikachu cannot help him. But they leave him there because they have a talent show to participate in. And so meanwhile, Brock and Misty, they're like, well, where's Ash? Like, all these acts are going on. It's about to be their turn. And they're very worried. They're like, well, Ash wouldn't miss this for the world. He, can't, he wouldn't miss a single chance to one-up Gary. This is very strange. So they try to go look for him, but they're stopped by Mr. Sullivan. This is what he says. Quote, trust me, I've seen your act and you don't need your friend. Sullivan's laying it down and he doesn't hold back. Sullivan is done with Ash. Yeah. Just get out. Get, go away. This guy could not care less about Ash. He's like, no, you're the real talent. And he pushes Brock. He says that to Brock. He says, you are the heart and soul of this production. You don't need your friend. Go out there. Just go out there. So they do the whole thing without him to a standing ovation. And I felt kind of, okay, I was conflicted. I felt sort of bad for Ash. But at the same time, this was his basically exploited Brock to do this for him. So I don't feel bad at all. No, I don't either. Okay. So, yeah, they have their whole act without Ash. And so, finally, he gets free with Pidgeot's help. Hey. hey. Yeah. Pidgeot's here to stay. He's in the book world, not in the animated world. I do love appreciate the continuity with these two books in that respect. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets free with Pidgeot's help of slicing the, the ropes that are tying him up. And so, he runs back to the theater just in time to see the amazing Felicity and her fabulous flute performance. What are these names? Okay. But that's on, that. don't you think that's that's on brand for Jessie? No, she'd be like Jessilicity. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. But yeah, she's Felicity in this. Felicity's flute. I really loved the, okay, maybe I'm the only one, but maybe not. You guys tell me what you think. How they describe Jessie in her glamorous, glittering evening gown. Ooh, oh, I missed that. I loved it. They, that's what they said. I don't know specifically. I didn't write it down, but... I mean, Jessie is fabulous at all times. Mm -hmm. Her and her flute. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, here's the Pidgeot. Oh, here we go. Jessie stood on stage in a glittering evening gown. She played a tune on the shiny gold flute. Oh, yeah, and Lickitung's also there. He's playing the piano with his tongue. Gross. Love it. Gross. Yeah. Where was James in his evening gown? I don't know. He's mysteriously absent. For shame. A struggle for the flute ensues, I guess, at this point, and some all, all the stuff happens. I did the highlights are basically Snorlax uses its ginormous body to block the trap door. Another Pokemon that shouldn't be there. Yeah, Snorlax is mm -hmm. there. <laughs> this is fun. It's convenient. I love it. 
It's just they have whatever Pokemon they need at the moment. It's like a book with the randomizer. Like, the people using the games. Like, what, who's going to be here? He's going to send out Primeape at any moment. Yeah, so Snorlax saves the day, blocks up the trap door so the Pokemon can't zombie walk their way into it. And then Charizard comes out and melts the flute. Just specifically the flute. It blasts it right in her hands as she's holding it, but only hits the flute. The day is saved. Mr. Sullivan comes back out to announce the winner of the competition, which, to nobody's surprise, or maybe to everybody's surprise, I don't really know, Ash wins. This is garbage. Boo. Boo. It should have been Dan and his dynamic duo. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about Dan and his singing Pikachu and the singing Charmander with the bow ties. They win. In our hearts. Fans' choice. Yeah, I think this was pretty bullshit. I'm with you guys. Ash wins for saving all the Pokemon. And he gets a gym badge for it. But Mr. Sullivan, he's like, Brock, forget all that. We want you to come and record. We'll, we'll offer you a recording contract, Brock, and you can be rich and famous beyond all your wildest dreams. But Brock says no, because he'd rather stay with Ash and wash his dishes forever. Maybe Brock is, like, traumatized by the Ivy incident, and he's like, I'm not leaving Ash again. Didn't they mention Professor Ivy? Oh, yeah. I think they did. So many Orange Islands references. When did they mention that? Was that the first one? Oh, yeah. It's, like, at the very start when it says Brock came back from Professor Ivy. Oh, right. Yeah. Now their Orange Islands adventures were over. Ash said goodbye to Tracy, but it was nice to be back with Brock again. Yeah. So Brock turns down the lucrative recording contract. Stupid decision. Can you imagine that debut album? He'd have two perfect girls. He'd do the the Brock's Paradise with the maracas and the sombrero, <laughs> which hasn't happened yet, but it's coming. Oh my gosh, you're right. Just like the boss fantasies haven't really started yet. Oh, we got so much good stuff to come up. So many running gags. So much exciting things. I know. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Pokemon Johto. Yep. So that was it. Yeah, they need to take their act back on the road, says Ash. Well, that was a very long recording, you guys. Mm. That was, wow, we had a lot to say. Thank you, Tracy West, for your interpretations of the Pokemon world. That was our main goal here, was to promote reading. For all the young children listening, make sure you have money before you go to the Scholastic Book Fair, otherwise you'll get turned away. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, they actually spank you for trying to go in there without money. So I think that hopefully this promotes this series. <laughs> Maybe somebody read it and be like, oh, that's cool, we can go... Finish the rest of them. Um, you can get in touch with Austin, and he'll <laughs> rent them out to you. No. <laughs> he'll get his brother-in-law to go finish them, getting them from the attic. Yeah, I'll get my brother-in-law to ship it to you directly. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Just pay shipping and handling. It's going to be like Redbox, a dollar per night, and then if you forget it, it'll keep charging you. So now that we finished both of these books, did, we, did our opinions change? Which one is our favorite? Oh, Talent Showdown, for sure. Yeah, Alex, your passion for the Talent Showdown really, <laughs> yeah, it really shined us towards okay, it. Okay, over. You can tell Jacob read it two weeks ago and you read it two hours ago. Yeah. See, I changed my own mind because at the beginning I think I said, oh yeah, Race to Danger, that was good with the balloons and everything. But then as I was going through, I was like, but wait, you guys, actually. Story-wise, story-wise, <laughs> Race to Danger is better Entertainment-wise, Talent Showdown's a lot better. Well, Talent Showdown had, like, a very high camp factor. I think we are very big fans of that. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, big camp. Campy people. That was good. Thank you, Austin, for recommending that. That was a... Good job. That was a little exercise in reading. Next, we're going to read the Pokemon Junior novels, so get ready. Oh, is that even that a... That's a joke. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. Maybe. We'll find out. Okay. Let us know what you want us to read, audience. If you have any suggestions on obscure Pokemon books that you want us to read, we can do that. 
Let us yes, know. Yes, please. Reach out to us. Let us know. We'll do anything. Yeah, okay, within reason. But I won't do that. God, there was... Never forget the time I read... I described Pokemon porn to Alex, and she was like, no. And I had to cut it out of the podcast. Oh, my God. Jacob wasn't there for that. You, he managed to avoid it. Let's do that next week, Austin. Let's read some Pokemon porno there. We should do that as, like, a Patreon episode if we ever get a Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> xxx rated episodes pokemon after dark oh my gosh thank you for reminding me of that that i had forgotten and my brain conveniently scrubbed out of all the depths but now you've brought it right back to the front and center thank you mm-hmm. <sighs> oh lord austin what are we doing next week what's going on all right we're going back to johto grin to win and chikorita's big upset oh a chikorita episode they love chikorita where the fuck are Totodile and Cyndaquil? okay yeah we'll get to them maybe I thought I'm really angry, but I'm not actually. All right, bye. <laughs> Any thoughts for our closes out? We good? I'm good. All right. Of course, we like to say thank you all for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating if you have any questions or comments for the show or things you want us to read, watch, uh, act out. Send it to outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. Again, the handle is outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. Or you get in touch with us at Twitter or follow us at outofdryingpan. Again, the handle is outofdryingpan. And join us next time as this journey continues.